0: It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here's today's host, Dan Rusinowski.
1: Welcome to the Morning Skate in Calgary. Only two games left in the regular season. For Calgary, only one game. This is it. Joining me today, special guest Brett Hedekin in the Morning Skate program it's kind of weird that we're here and there's only two games left and it seems like the season now has suddenly gone by
0: very fast when about three weeks ago it seemed like it was going by very slowly. It really has. Uh, it, you know you think back of game one and you're looking at that 82 game schedule ahead of you Dan you went wow you can't even fathom playing 82 games in the the amount of time that the NHL schedule goes through but uh, you know here we are on the you know, the eve of having this game here tonight and then the game against Edmonton tomorrow night to close out the season and the shark season is over, unfortunately, but, um, you know, we've learned a lot about uh, this team. We've learned a lot about some players. We've learned a lot about this coaching staff. And, you know, I think ultimately we've learned a lot about what we need moving forward. No doubt about that. And, of course, all of those
1: conversations are going to start after April the 13th when the Sharks play the Oilers tomorrow. Still this game, Flames eliminated from the playoffs in their last game against Nashville. Really a disappointment in Calgary after making that big trade at the start of the year. Everybody was so excited about the fact that they got somebody like Jonathan Huberdeau and like Mackenzie Weger to come here after two guys told them that they weren't going to be here anymore, meaning Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk. But yet, even with all that optimism, the chemistry just didn't work out. And I want you to address that for a minute because it has worked for Kachuk in Florida. It looks like the Panthers are going to the playoffs as of today. So that means that uh, that, that deal worked out uh, for their general manager, Bill Zito. But here, uh, Brad True Living didn't have as much results.
0: Sometimes even when it looks good on paper, it just doesn't work out. Yeah, for whatever reason it just didn't work out. If you look at Nazem Kadri, is another guy you can throw into that mix, won a, you know, Stanley Cup last year with Colorado, signs with the Calgary Flames and, you know, last year he had a career high, 59 assists, 87 points. Uh, he has scored 32 goals in a season that wasn't last season, but Nazem Kadri uh, only 55 points this season, 24 goals and 31 assists. He so was off his marks from what he did last year. Getting to the guy that you mentioned, Jonathan Huberdeau uh his lowest point total in five years down he's really you know coming off a season that was a career high last year 115 points for jonathan huberto what a season he had in florida and yeah looked good on paper they make the trade and huberto for whatever reason hasn't been able to really settle in here he's also with 55 points on the year uh, here in Calgary. Uh, Mackenzie Wieger, however, I think he's had a good solid year. He's got 30 points on the year, just four goals, but 26 assists. I like his game. You know, 29 years of age for Wieger. I think he's got a lot of runway left. He's going to help this organization for a long term. But I, I think overall, Dan, this team's going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure out why is it that this team hasn't been able to gel together. They haven't been able to get over the hump in playoff situations like last year. And uh, boy, they're, they're really disappointed up here in Calgary. It's a little bit
1: of a different story. The Sharks understand a little bit better where they're at and what they're trying to do. It's just a matter of, of Mike Greer putting together the pieces. There are a lot of good NHL players on the Sharks, but maybe not necessarily all of them should be on the same team. And that's uh, the decision that has to get made. Also, with the salary situation, you've got a couple of guys that make a lot of money, so they have to decide all that over the summer. So a totally different situation. But one thing that's happening today is pretty big for the San Jose Sharks area. And that is that Dustin Wolf is going to start in goal for the Calgary Flames. Now think about this. This kid grew up in Gilroy. His mom and dad were Sharks fans. His favorite player was Yevgeny Nabokov. And in fact, his mom said when she was pregnant with him that he would start kicking around a lot every time they were in the arena. So maybe his love affair for hockey started even in the womb. He ends up playing for the Santa Clara Blackhawks. And then goes on to the L.A. Junior Kings, where he played for that program for a couple of years, and then went to the Western Hockey League. And his parents actually moved up to the Everett area, just north of Seattle. And they're still billet families for the next round of junior kids coming and They're all going to be here tonight for his first game. But uh, he was pretty psyched up there about the fact that, A, he's playing against the team that he loved growing up, and B... His goaltending coach for the Calgary Flames organization last year was Thomas Spear. So I, I think Thomas, even though
0: he's on the other side, is going to be like a proud father watching this kid play his first game. Well, you look at his stats, Dan, and what he's done in the, for the Stockton Heat last year and the Calgary Wranglers this year in the AHL are terrific numbers. Last year in the AHL, 47 games played, 33 wins, 9 losses, 4 overtimes. I, I tell you what, that's a really solid first year in the AHL and being a professional and then this year he's backing it up with 53 games played 41 wins only nine losses and two overtime so what a start to his career I'm really looking forward to watching this kid and as you mentioned Gilroy California the garlic capital of the world you know right out of there and you know a, a shark fan before he was even born I think and now here we are playing his first National Hockey League game against the San Jose Sharks.
1: Also his first NHL game today for Matt Coronado, who was a first round draft pick of the Flames not too long ago. He played at Harvard a few weeks ago, so he's gonna look across the ice during the National Anthem, and he's gonna see Henry Thrun out there uh, I talked to Henry this morning, and he said that they had dinner last night, so that's that's really good news. And obviously, they're going to be really psyched up, not
0: only for their program, but also for the fact that uh, Matt Coronado is going to show what he's all about in the NHL. Yeah, it sounds like Henry Thrun, a lot of respect for his teammate there, a real good competitor, you said about Matt Coronado. You know, back-to-back seasons, had exactly the same amount of points, 36 points, Uh, his freshman year and sophomore year you know the first rounder, 13th pick overall in the 2021 draft for Calgary Dan and uh, I guess two years is enough at Harvard and moving moving on up and here now in the Calgary Flames organization getting his first NHL game here tonight playing against you know his former teammate just weeks ago Henry Thrun.
1: So now we've got the Sharks and the Flames obviously this game is totally inconsequential for the playoffs but tomorrow night it could be a big deal Edmonton still could win the division Vegas has one more game left, and if you look at the standings, also on the other side of things, uh, Colorado is still thinking about it because they've got two games left. And so somehow if Vegas could lose in regulation, Colorado could win out in their series. You could see a little jumping around. And the LA Kings, too, they've got one game left, but they could fall into wild card territory, perhaps, depending on what happens with the Seattle Kraken. So I know that most of it has been solved. The only thing it hasn't is in the Eastern Conference. We'll get that to that in a second. But still pretty exciting around here, and the
0: Sharks are in at least part of it. Yeah, the Sharks, you know, interestingly enough, are are in this race somehow by way of these teams figuring out who they're gonna play in. And, and a lot of times we go back to what the Calgary Flames had discussed last year and Daryl Sutter saying, well, if you get Colorado in the first round, it, it's gonna be a quick uh, eight days and you're back and, and you're playing uh, golf. But you know, I, I think Colorado is the most dangerous team in this mix right now kind of quietly went about their business, Dan, throughout the year. They've had a lot of injuries. Now they're starting to get healthy and they're playing their best hockey right now this time of year. So Colorado could still end up number one if Vegas Golden Knights don't win their last game. Edmonton Oilers still alive to get to the 109 So who knows what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun to watch here these last couple games.
1: Well, I think everybody should pay attention to it because I'm looking at all the teams. The Sharks just played Winnipeg. They look like they're ready for the playoffs. Just played Edmonton. They look like they could challenge for a Stanley Cup. L.A.'s had a great year. Minnesota's done well. Dallas, I mean, every single team that's in the playoffs in the West really good. Final thought, who's going to get in as the second wild card? Will Pittsburgh make it for a 17th consecutive year, Brett? or will the New York Islanders figure out a way to beat Montreal
0: and make it all a moot point today? Well, it comes down to the Islanders and how much they want to make the playoffs. It, it, really, the Pittsburgh Penguins are in a tough situation. If, if New York Islanders win, the Pittsburgh Penguins are done. And I think that's what it's gonna come down to. It's really gonna think about what the Islanders have. I think, you know, when we played the Islanders this year, they're a plus 19 goal differential on the year. They're a solid hockey team. You look at Pittsburgh, they're underneath that goal differential watershed line, Dan, they're minus one on the year. And as we've seen year in and year out, the playoff teams have to be in the green and the ones that are outside looking in are usually the ones in the red. Pittsburgh right now on the outside looking in in both those areas, in the goal differential and where they sit, really looking up at the Islanders who have really the destiny of the Pittsburgh Penguins in their hands. If they take care of business, it's all over for Pittsburgh going to be interesting and we're going
1: to have the broadcast of the sharks in the flames today a little bit later than usual for at least this time zone we're on the air at 6 30 pacific time on the sharks audio network and since this is a nationally televised game you can listen to brett and me and sync us up to the national television feed by using your dvr which we always encourage until then that's it for the morning skate
0: today you've been listening to the sharks morning skate